You're listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture, an innovative company that is dedicated to your success by pioneering new technologies to provide solutions for your challenges. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is a partner you can grow with and provides the latest products from all of the leading manufacturers. Simplot Turf and Horticulture, bringing Earth's resources to life. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Pulling Weeds. I'm your host, Jim Huntoon, golf course superintendent at Heritage Club in Pauley's Island, South Carolina. We're going to spend a little time going back over the first year of Pulling Weeds, even back before episode one. Let's find out what the creator of the show, Rob Daniel, envisioned about this podcast. Here's kind of how everything worked. You know, during my board tenure, we were always trying to come up with new ideas, things to, you know, try to do things better. And um, one of the things that I think is so impressive about our association is the people and just they're, they're great people, they're great people to, to meet and know, and they do extraordinary things for others all the time. And so I was trying to figure out a way to, to capture that other than a magazine or, uh, you know, a, a, a Twitter post or Facebook post or something like that. So, you know, one of the ideas that I pitched to Tim was, you know, we need to have some sort of video you know, an annual video sort of capturing the conference and show or capturing the um, facilities that our members are at and the great things that they do on a, on a regular routine basis. And I never listened to podcasts. I didn't even really know what one was. And, um, but I listened to talk radio all the time and I listened to sports talk radio. And, and so I, I heard many people be interviewed on sports talk radio and i said you know it'd be it'd be a great thing just to interview people and just kind of put it in a in a bank and i didn't know it was called a podcast at the time but but now you know i this opened up a whole new world to me just like many other things with with tim when you try to give him um new responsibilities or 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 new tasks you know it, it's always met with a certain degree of resistance so you know he was i'd say um pretty cold to the idea at first i i told him more about it and i said you know i i want you to listen to one and listen to this and just you know see kind of what this world is all about i found one just you know by accident called serial it was a pretty interesting podcast so tim listens to it and with Tim and his addictive personality, he burned through that one and about five others by the time I could get up with him. And he's like, man, I think, I think you're right. I think this could be something. And then that's where, you know, 421 Media comes in and, um, you know, really helped him take that idea and then make it happen. So I'll tell you a kind of funny story about how we talked about, all right, how are we going to pay for this thing? And, and how, you know, we got to get some board um, money and approval to, to try to make this thing happen. Because if we were going to do it, we want to do it right. And, and we don't want it to sound 
unprofessional or or you know in, in an amateur way of any any sense we wanted to, to have a, a good sound and podcast rob's friend and other show supporter chuck Connolly. We, we were sitting around having just a few conversations talking about different genres of, of podcasts and rob and i felt like there was something that we could do on the uh, podcast side for for the Carolinas and, and felt like it would definitely be able to not only expand our brand outside of the Carolinas but kind of focus on our brand in the Carolinas with with our membership so there was some some uh, I don't know pushback on Tim a little bit in the sense that uh, our focus from a board standpoint, from the association standpoint, is to, you know, educate and elevate the, the superintendent profession. So when, when we originally kicked it out, he's like, is this part of the education side or is it more entertaining? And my, my question to him was, why can't we be both? Because I think as superintendents, or anybody in the golf industry for that matter, you don't have to be a superintendent, but I think if, you, if you're passionate about golf, you're in, you know, it's entertaining and educating at the same time. When you hear about a lot of these individuals that you just you don't get to speak to on a, on a regular basis, or you, you know, it's just the one time a year seeing them at Myrtle Beach. So I think it really kind of you know, broadened all of our views on on our great membership and, and the, the people that, you know, we don't see every day. So the idea was born and Tim Krieger was challenged with bringing the idea to air. That's when Tim reached out to former co-worker and friend Mr. Alan Knight about the possibility of producing such a show. As an organization, we've got a really good family first philosophy when it comes to our people and especially our members as well, but especially the staff. And so we had an opportunity to partner with somebody who was going to open their own business and go in a new direction in life who we just happened to have some personal relationships with. So we grabbed that individual by the name of Alan Knight. We recorded a pilot, I think it's been told, out in a windy parking lot, which was pretty amazing because the quality came out pretty good. And um, took it to the board and they said, yeah, we like it. Let's go figure it out. Show producer and co-host Alan Knight. So I think it was back in July of 2018 when Tim originally contacted me when I was working for the South Carolina Golf Association and he said, hey man, board wants to do some things social media wise, amp up our content I guess uh, you could say. I'm, he, he needed to talk to Biff, my boss, to see if they could contract it out. And that's, that's really all that was said, wasn't mention of what type of projects. About a week later, I called Tim, I said, hey man, if I didn't work for the Golf Association, would that hinder our deal or, or what we're talking about here? And he said, honestly, it'd probably make it easier. So sure enough, I put in my notice, gave him a little time, and, and then we went to work on an episode or, or talking. Tim started telling me what the board wanted, and uh, podcast was one of them. And I had an idea of how I thought it should go, and this is honestly kind of what you see on Pulling Weeds now. So we go to the public parking lot down the street from the South Carolina Golf Association. He's got a microphone, and no, I've got a microphone in my hand. He's holding a recorder, a uh, handheld sound recorder. 
and I can't even remember what we talked about. What we just kind of chit chatted for about three to four minutes. Took that home, put some music under it, some sound bites on the front, and sent it back to Tim. He sent that on to the board, and that was good enough to secure the show. And I don't think we have that recording anymore. I definitely did look for that to put on the special to let you hear it. But thank goodness, I can't find it. The pilot was recorded in the public's parking lot, presented to the committee, and given the green light. But before coming a line item on the budget of the Carolinas GCSA, Tim Krieger sought sponsorship for the show. Okay, how do you pay for it? And um, lo and behold, one morning Alan and I had a meeting to discuss the future of him helping us with social media, a member profile, a video version of one, as well as what then became a podcast. And so we sat down and we talked about what his needs would be to go to business or to go into business with us as a client, if you will, or a customer for his first year. And then that night I got invited to a dinner by a new company in our area who just happened to be led by an old friend from a previous company. And after dinner, I said, hey, man, what do y'all think about doing a podcast as you come into the new situation? And they said, hey, sounds great. So it was a Seinfeld day. I kind of broke even. Lost a 20 and found a 20. Sales manager of Simplot, Campbell Cox. The idea was basically started with a conversation between myself and Tim Krieger. I approached him about Simplot wanting to be involved in something that was outside of the box. And after about six months, we had a meeting together in Greenville, South Carolina with a handful of customers. There were some superintendents there. I believe Chuck Conley was at that meeting. And um, we ran into Tim that night and pulled Tim aside and said, man, and he, he had introduced the idea of, uh, well, what about a podcast? And, you know, we felt like with Simplot's entry into the Southeastern market, we had to, we had to create something new and exciting and get our name out there. And so when Tim came to us and asked us about a sponsorship opportunity of a podcast or something along those lines, right from the very beginning, we were all in. Now the show had a sponsor, and it was ready to record the first episode. It was decided that the format would open the show with Alan and Tim talking about current Carolina's GCSA events and topics and move into an interview with a different superintendent each month. The first guest was Carolina's GCSA president, certified golf course superintendent, and master greenkeeper, Matthew Wharton. Pulling weeds. (laughs) What a first year. You know, it was a a great privilege and an honor to be the first guest, uh, primarily, you know, because I was newly elected president. But uh, if I'm being honest with everyone out there, I'd never listened to a podcast before, let alone <laughs> appeared on one. And uh, it was kind of a cool, surreal situation to have uh, Tim and Big Al in my office. And we just talked. And it was fun. I'm glad I did it. And I've made a point to listen to every single episode since. And I think from my perspective what I have witnessed is a lot of growth Uh, I I think if you go back and listen to episode one and please don't but if you do you'll notice a lot of differences from where we were as a show uh, 
back then up until today and I'm really proud of Tim and, and Alan and, and the Carolinas GCSA for putting together a, a product that, uh, that reaches out and touches so many people. Uh, the things we see on social media with the hats and the koozies from not just all over the country but other parts of the world uh, really gives us a, a deeper insight I think as to how this platform reaches people. And so to be able to spread the word about Carolina's GCSA, who we are, the kind of folks we are, I think it, I think it was a home run. The show was off and running and finding its rhythm. Pulling Weeds has traveled all over the Carolinas, from the mountains of North Carolina to the coast of South Carolina, recording episodes. They even ventured into Tennessee for an interview with the CEO of Simplot, Garrett Lofto, and Carolina's legend, Dr. Burt McCarty. There's only been one place that has seen the guys record two podcasts. That is Reynolds Park in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Superintendent Ryan McClannan was a guest on episode four and hosted another guest in his facility on episode nine. Reynolds Park Superintendent Ryan McClannan. You know, being on Pulling Weeds was a game changer. And I don't mean just for me, I mean for the golf course. I mean, we, we strive to do things differently and, and, and we're in a world where political issues dominate labor force, you know, without going too deep into that. And we try to play everything close to the best. Uh, that's a really fancy way of saying that we're low budget, you know, and, uh, but pulling weeds kind of changed the game for us. It got us a little recognition and I don't mean on a personal level even though it did and I've got you guys to thank for that uh, on a on a crew level and on a course level it kind of put us on the radar um, people started asking well what do you do differently and it's just simplicity um, I, I love the concept I love what you guys have done with it I've loved seeing it grow uh, I mean from something that started so simple I mean, I think of, you know, I was episode four of Pulling Weeds, and you guys showed up, and it was, you know, the little mic, and, and you had the cameras going, and, and that, was, that was pretty much it. So by episode nine, when you came back to our place and you recorded Casey, you know, it's, it's the lights and the backdrops, and, and it was so, and I'm not downplaying it, it was so official, and it was so professional, and it was thrilling to me to see the, the growth and the pr progression there and man it's it's done so much for us as a community i mean it's brought us closer together as superintendents it's it's given a voice to the little guy you know and you know that's my banner that i wave some people wave the mental health banner and they should some people wave the 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 science banner and 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 i'm all good with that and my banner's always been hey remember us daily fees you know we're 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 people too and it's really done that it's brought a voice to it i mean can't thank you enough for what you've done over just the past 10 months and can't wait to see what you do going forward the show had listeners which is a good thing but it was garnering more downloads than imagined then they noticed the listeners weren't just from the carolinas but from all across the U.S., and even some on the other side of the pond and further. Hear from a Pulling Weeds listener with the longest commute to be on this special, Aaron Ricks. I found Pulling Weeds on Twitter following Tim Krieger. Uh, started listening to it 
straight away and waited for every episode to come out. Uh, find it teaches me more than just sort of reading in the magazines, which can sometimes get tedious. So listening to and finding out actually really the recent one with Simplot, I didn't realize exactly what they did. I thought they just did uh, fertilizer and finding out that it all intertwines in other places. And I had my start in McDonald's and they got their start in McDonald's. I just love listening to the voices and the different people, their history. Um, Listening to Tim's laugh always makes me giggle. And yeah. Next thing you know, koozies and hat photos are appearing on Twitter and they started retweeting any and all of them. And I mean all of them. The show is still picking up steam, but one episode a month didn't seem like quite enough. That's when Tim came up with the idea to have a spin-off series that focused on industry folks or others that aren't golf course superintendents. Pulling Weeds Off Course was born. Uh, so the podcast was going rather well um, in terms of feedback and listeners. More so listener feedback, I guess I'd, I'd say. And uh, there are a lot of people in our association that aren't superintendents. And I think we're all aware of that. About half of our membership are golf course superintendents and the other half are, uh, gosh, you know, vendors, affiliates, if you will, uh, educators. And there's a lot of information there that people want to hear. And so in line with our education slash entertainment format, we thought it'd be important to get somebody who's not on the golf course every day, which is where the kind of the off course stem from coming up in 2020 we'll have more special episodes of pulling weeds the pro series or something like that we haven't officially named it yet here is a sneak peek with world golf hall of fame member and aunt of show creator rob daniel ms beth daniel it was july 3rd and i was working out at my house and i finished working i finished my cardio and in my workout room i have a bunch of pictures on the wall one of them is a plaque that has all the Beth Daniel Junior Azalea winners on it. Oh, yeah. has their names yeah. on it. Or it's the player of the year. Correct. It's all the player, Beth Daniel the South player Carol- of the year, South Carolina yeah, yeah. player of the year awards. So um, one of the pictures was kind of, I, I didn't like where it was, so I took it down. And I'm like, I'm going to hang this picture. I'm going to hang another picture in its place because it's a better size, and I'll move this picture. So... I went and got a picture hook, and you know how you do the nail on an angle through the picture hook? So I put it between my lips, and I held the picture up, and, I, and when I looked up, the nail slid out of that hole and went down my throat. And it lodged, it lodged in my throat. The LPGA Hall of Fame and the World Golf Hall of Fame are two different criteria. LPGA Hall of Fame requires more. It's a point system. It requires more wins. So when you qualify for the LPGA Hall of Fame, you automatically qualify for the World Golf Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, wow. So when I, when I found out that I got in the LPGA Hall of Fame, which was a call, that's, a, that's another good story, call from the commissioner at the time, Ty Votaw. Yeah, neat. Um, I was doing a clinic 
for the PGA of America in Scottsdale, Arizona at the TPC. So I get this call during the clinic. I take it because I, you know, I'm like, oh, it's the commissioner. So they're like, call. So he's like, you're, congratulations, you're, you've got the points, you're in the LPGA Hall of Fame and World Golf Hall of Fame. So we tell everybody at the clinic, they all cheer and everything. Clinic's over. The director of instruction at the TPC at the time says, you can go to the back of the range and hit balls. You know, the TPC's, the back of the range is reserved for PGA professionals only. So, but the director of instruction, he's like, you just did a clinic for the PGA of, of America. They don't own them, PGA Tour does. So I go to the back of the range, put my balls down, everything, and PGA Pro shows up, and he's all the way on the other side of the range. Next thing I know, the director of golf drives up and said, I'm sorry, this is reserved for only PGA Tour players, and they're gassed you need to go to the other, the public side of the range. And I looked at him and I said, you know, you could have at least told me before I put all my, got my balls out. And he said, oh, I'll pick them up for you. I said, no, don't, I'll pick them up. Went to the other side of the range, but I drove past this player and I just stared him down. <laughs> and I have more PGA Tour wins than he does. <laughs> We're not gonna mention him. I'm not going to tell you who That's it is. Fine. Oh, God. I know who it is. We're going to stop. Once we turn it off, will you tell us? Yeah, Just so we you. know. I'll tell you, yeah. yeah. PGA Tour winner and friend of the show, Wesley Bryan. Well, let me ask you something. How how hard are the demands on your time? Mm. From sponsors to people like us yeah. to whomever. Well, 18 months ago, very demanding. Now, not so demanding. It's amazing. When you're playing good, everyone's, market. Yeah, everyone's like, uh, oh, yeah, we'd love for you to come do this, that. I mean, I, I pretty much say yes to everything I'm asked right now. Yeah. Are you still, I mean, are some of those contracts still good, like Skechers, Taco Bell, yeah, things of that nature? They're, I mean, they all were set to end this upcoming year. And then, so, I mean, we're going to have kind of a clean slate. But I know there's a few that are still. Are you under a medical good. exemption? Mm-hmm. So you've got the opportunity when you're healthy to come back without having to go yeah, through the process. Yeah, I got the paperwork actually the other day. I have like 21 events to make X number of points. Or so nice. I asked him before you got here, I said, is there a registration, like entry form you have to do to enter tournaments? You know, I assume every other golf tournament has an entry form and a, you know, entry fee. And he says, no, he just gets a computer and clicks a little bubble and says, I'm coming. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, once you've got that. There's different status levels, I assume, and then your bubbles become more prevalent. Well, no, they just have, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't click this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you can you can commit. Like I could commit to every single tournament, but they just won't let you in. It's uh, it goes based on your number. Okay. So right. like the priority ranking. So. Do you are you aware of the time Wesley was struggling and was aiming for the hazards? You ever heard that story? Uh, no. You mind sharing that? Which one? When I shot 101? Yeah. Yeah. Um, On well, tour? In no, tour? this was in college. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, there, there was a point in time. I, I was a, a pretty good college player, I would say, at, in, a, in a really good amateur. Like, at this point in time, probably a top 20 amateur in the world. Sure. And I got the oopsies off the tee. And it started bleeding into anything that I hit off a tee. It didn't matter if it was a four iron or if it was a driver. And I would have to, like, 
if if I wanted to hit a fairway, I would have to aim a hundred yards left of the fairway. But you could never, in good conscience, do that. So we got to Kiowa at Turtle Point. Sure, it's a great place. I'm sure there are nice people over there, but you just don't have to worry about me ever going there for <laughs> anything ever again. So, um, yeah, I, sh- I actually technically shot 100, but signed for 101. And, um, yeah, I, I, like Alan said, I had to. I was trying to hit balls out of bounds. I would, like, but aim at a house and try and hit at a house. and just then it would let it come back. Right. But you hit a couple houses, too. Yeah, I did. On number nine, I hit, or 18, whatever the whatever hole that was I kept aiming farther and farther left and I kept hitting this house to the right and I think I hit the house three times in a row thank you to everyone out there for being a listener and a supporter of pulling weeds and more than likely a good steward of the land whether you're a superintendent an industry person or involved in turf one way or the other we hope you enjoy this look back and look forward to a new season of pulling weeds Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Want to become a member of the Carolinas GCSA? Visit carolinasgcsa.org for more information or call the office at 800-476-4272. Follow the show on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds or on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.